welcome everybody oh, to Barrel Proof 272. Does oh, that we sound didn't about talk right? about that, did we? 273? Sure. Sounds good. 270-something. I am uh, joined via the magic of the internet by uh, one Mr. Taylor Sorrells. How are you, Taylor? Doing great, Glenn. Glad to talk to you, man. Good to talk to you as well. And we also have with us the president of the Coopers, Mr. Herman Quinn. Uh, glad to be here, guys. I wanted to come on at least jump on once. <laughs> Welcome. And then we have the uh, the master of all this technology, Patrick Arkenberg on the ones and twos. Master of none. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're making this happen, so we'll see I don't know how, how you make all this, out. this magical stuff happens. So Please I guess a lot of... A lot has happened since the last time we uh, we all spoke, right? A few things, I guess. A lot, yeah. A lot, yeah. So we've had uh, an up and down Louisville City team. I feel like. Yeah, they were, you know, hanging out. Well, yeah, there are four we, matches, right? A home loss, a road win, a home draw. No, wait, a road draw. <laughs> Two road draws. Yeah. Oh no, road, road win, road draw. So. It's been interesting, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it has been. I mean, it's like we're in that slump we hit every year, but usually we don't hit. We be only up kick by now, but I don't know. It's a little odd this year. I, you know, we if you want to just start digging in, I'm happy to do that. I think that a, a big part of the issue that we've had, like we're do, we're doing okay, like we're fine. We're probably gonna win the division. I got. I'm not re- overly concerned about that i'd really hope to make a push for you know winning the entire league on points this year and i that's you know as each week goes on that's kind of slipping further and further away from our reach but you know yeah you know i, I we'll we'll get we'll get home field for at least one game uh in the playoffs it looks like at least i i don't have any you know i'm not overly concerned about that like i said but we've just gotten real stale uh, kind of on the attacking end of things, uh, you know. Feel free to disagree with me, but I feel like I'm watching the same offense every week, uh, and that's not entirely, you know, the guys that are on the field's fault. Just we really have been missing Corbin Bone a lot. Um, as I was far as ask if that's what you thought was the issue, that's exactly what I think. I think we've been missing him a ton, like just a creative presence in the center of the park, uh, which you know he played a little bit last game. Um, and I, I think he made an appearance against Indy as well, but it was one of those kind of too little, too late type of deals in both games. To well, not to, in Indy was fine, but like last night, uh, you know, if he'd come on, I would like to see him come on earlier in the second half just so we could do something in the middle of the park. Our offense this far, thus far, uh, you know, the last probably two, two, three weeks has been go like drive it up the wing, send in a cross, and hope Cam got something gets on the end of it. He's done it a couple of times, which is great, but. It's not a consi- like it's not hard to defend. At the end of the day, like you'll catch you'll catch a couple like that, but you're it's so much better to kind of open up the defense from the center, and and work it out that way. And we just haven't haven't been able to do it. And but I, I think Bone is a big part of of why we've struggled with that. You know, Magnus was a good uh, player doing that. I heard somebody talk about Ombi trying to fill that role, and I think he's had that opportunity before, and I don't think he necessarily thrived there. We just we're just really lacking uh, any creativity in the middle of the park right now. You know, it's it's doing this. We're we're doing well enough with what we got, um, but in terms of really taking the league by the scruff of the neck and and imprinting on it, I I think we've struggled there. I think we're playing to our strengths, right? Like right now, our strength is the wing, right? You have sure. Yeah, but I, I agree. So, 
I mean, we're playing to what we have and w- what our strengths are. I really felt like Saturday's draw felt more like a loss than a draw at this point yeah, because it felt like did. three points we needed, especially if we do want to keep that race alive for that supporter shield or whatever they call it in USL. Like, we definitely needed those three points, and not getting those three points was very disappointing, and it made it feel more like a, a loss than an actual draw. Right, especially with... I mean, I give Memphis credit. They have improved a lot since the first time we played them at the beginning of the season. But still, we we have too much depth and too much firepower. Even the commentators were talking about it on the bench to have just drawn that game. But it's like you say, uh, when you're playing the same teams over and over all the time, I guess everybody just figures out who to guard and who not to. So I guess that's what, what everybody's doing now. We got to play them again, right? Yeah. Well, it it wasn't like we weren't creating chances, but it was just the same kinds of chances. And after a while, you know, all you got, you, you, you you know, if you've got one or they got a fullback and a midfielder color covering Jogo or Oscar on either side, Mm -hmm. and then somebody's got to find Cam. And once that's done, then you know who's gonna who's gonna score the goals, and it's just. It's been tough. I, I agree with you, Glenn. We're doing the best we can with what we've got, but the problem is it's just really predictable. And when you know what the when you know what's coming at you, it's easier to prepare for. And so I, you know, we got to figure out a way around that. So Taylor, what do you, I mean? Is there somebody on the bench you think that we can put into that lineup that is creative that's going to help open up the center of the park there for us? Like, what do we do? I don't know if it's a personnel issue necessarily. It might just be an approach thing. I know we've tried the three five two a few times. You know. I know we don't play four four two. It's just not really our style. But we got to find a way to to start creating some triangles and opening things up and play and forcing players, forcing teams to spread themselves apart defensively. And like I said, it's the whole try and drag players out wide when we've got balls in those areas is is one thing. But I just, like I said, it's become very predictable. All you got to do is drop another midfielder in when we when they know that's happening, and and that that kind of covers up the hole. We don't have a way to cycle it back in, like get it to the corner, pass it back to a trailing midfielder fullback because the fullback's the one that's already up in the front anyway, uh, and then kind of cycle the ball back around quickly to, to try and exploit some kind of space that it locks up real quick. I, you know, It's probably above my pay grade, frankly. That's why we pay Danny Cruz to do these things. Uh, but you know, I, like I said, I feel like I'm watching the same offense all the time. It, it, we got lucky against Indy, I would say, on, on just some – uh, Hopeno got like that nice ball, that nice through ball that he, he got got to get on. We didn't create anything that looked like that against Memphis, um, and really not not so much against uh, Tulsa when we played him. It's like some of it is just soccer's a game of breaks, but we didn't. I don't feel like we got on got too many of those against Memphis. They did a good job of keeping things in front of them. Scored a lucky goal. I saw Brad kind of tweeted about the field yesterday, which everyone was quick to hop on and say how ironic that was. And I, it is, but it's okay. We 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 corrected that issue by building a you know a sixty million dollar stadium. Get on train, get on board, Memphis. Uh, but uh, they got Tim you. Howard, right? He's got to have plenty of money to build him a stadium. Oh, uh, he's got an obligation to NBC to keep him from doing that. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I I know I'm being repetitive, but I feel like that's kind of what I'm seeing. So we only right. have well, I mean, it's Andy, so. It, it's ended. They have slowly become the new St. Louis. So I mean, yeah, it's not hard to get lucky on them. I mean, for crying out loud, their goalkeeper is scoring on goals pretty much at this point. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was a. Indy is uh, definitely falling on hard times this season. 
Yeah, it's like watching the Three Stooges, but it's only <laughs> it's eleven of them on the field. The eleven Stooges. They should do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd be a good that's show. A real, I'd watch that. Sorry, Benny Hill music. <laughs> yeah. So we have seven matches left in the season. We play a midweek match this week, and then we have Sunday against home, which everyone's starting is a, a really good test, right? Of a playoff caliber team. Yeah, I mean they're they're not as good as they were last season. I think it'll be just interesting to have some a new team in front of us to play. Agreed. Uh, I don't, you know, I think I think it's a game we should go in expecting to get three points out of. But you know, I think it'll be I don't it won't be easy. We only have three home matches left in the season. Yeah, and, and we haven't played necessarily amazing on the road. So that's my concern. Is there's going to be? I mean, there's twelve points there, right? That you, you need to get at least I think six of. Sure. To stay in the race. Or in the hunt, yeah. With with Birmingham, and you play Birmingham at home. That's your last match of the season. You get another match at Indy, um, and we get. I mean, SKC two at home, another at Birmingham, and then Memphis at home again. So, when there's points to be taken, you know, I I I don't. You Birmingham is kind of just been really hit and miss this season. They've they've played well, they played poorly. You know, they're they're they haven't. They're probably, I guess, they're probably the second best team in our in our in our division. Um, somewhat surprisingly, I guess, but I think I worry about the quality of the opponents we've been playing. Like, how well is that can prepare us for the playoffs? Because Tampa up and like, you know, I think they dropped one for the first time in forever last yeah. night. But I mean, they're on fire. Uh, Fifty-five points. They're sitting on. Yeah, uh, we're not we're not catching them. Um, you know, and they're. You know they're looking as good as ever in the back. They're not giving up goals at all. It's like I really, would, you know, I, but the playoff loss we suffered against them last fall was frustrating. But I fear that they've only gotten better. Meanwhile, I don't know if you, I, you know, I don't know what how you would gauge our where we sit right now as where as opposed to where we were sitting this time last year. Yeah, because Tampa just set a new USL record for most shutouts. Yeah. Because their back line is uh, literally fourth like last as a beast, man. We that dude just ruined our day last year. Yeah, yep. And I, you know, it's I'm, it's really a kind of a bit of a bummer that we haven't been able to play them this this year. I I, I, I hope this divisional format that we're doing this year is is just a temporary thing, and I think it is uh, because you know you're really you basically create. We used to be basically two leagues, right, East and West. It's almost like we've created four now, and I don't think that's a good thing. Right, and we're most the of the teams team. that would challenge us, we don't even play anymore because, I mean, we don't have Tampa, you don't have the Riverhounds. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, in Charleston used to even be a challenge for us. So we really don't have anyone in our division that really raises the bar to make us even really push harder. Right, which is why it's so frustrating to drop points to Memphis and drop points to Tulsa and you know. Wasn't the expectation that Indy was going to be kind of the it was going to be us and Indy for the race? No, oh, yeah, the top of this. Yeah, yeah I would have thought. Yeah, I mean they're they're in sixth right now. They're they're, they're not good. No, I think they further than that. They're lost today. Yeah, I have the live table right now, so they are in sixth. Um, but they are twenty nine points. So I mean they got a big tough task to try and catch us or try to make the playoffs at this point. I don't I don't think they're up for it. Frankly, there's nothing that I saw in that game the other week that. Like, Neville Hackshaw is good. They're they're fairly solid defensively, but they got nothing on offense. Well, they did add a few new pieces. <laughs> yeah, talk about that. Didn't they I, get I'm, Ledesma? That's all I know. <laughs> didn't they get like they got somebody from Indy, didn't they, or from Cincy? Right? They got. Yeah, they brought a couple of players out of retirement. <laughs> okay. 
Herman, you got any names? Because I I've been out of the loop. Yeah, I mean that they, but they had those players tonight when they were playing OKC, and they still got shut out two to nothing. So I mean, and you look at OKC, they were even talking about they don't even have depth, so they're pretty much depending on the same eleven. But yeah, B's eleven, B's having some other guys that team. Right. But he's good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Guys. I, they basically was trying to beat the deadline, and they were saying they bringing these players to kind of help them make a playoff push. But they pretty much need every game they got left, and they're not doing it. So yeah, to drop three points tonight was pretty harsh for them, I think. Yeah. Although I think we needed a draw, didn't we, to clinch? If they had a draw tonight, we would have. If they had a draw, no, with us drop. If we would have got our three points against Memphis, and they would have drawn, we would have clinched. But now. Hmm. We still got to get at least three more points to clinch. Well, I, I, I mean, like I said, I'm not worried about playoffs. I'm not worried about finishing anywhere other than first. I just don't know. I don't feel – I'm not super confident going into the postseason. No. And I'm hoping if we do have to meet Tampa, is like it was last year for the, the championship uh-huh. game or something like that because – yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about them. But, I mean, we got the them. same. No, we got we got two games in hand on Pittsburgh, which is good because we have we're tied with them on points. Mm. So you know, I'd like to. You know, I don't mind playing up there. We seem to have pretty good luck in Pittsburgh, but I'd rather not play an away game if I can avoid it. Right. You know, especially so the way we've been playing this year away from home. Yeah. You know, I I just said how not nervous I was, but I just realized we're only two. We're only one. Game in hand, but a one point clear of Birmingham. That's no bueno. No. Yeah, it's definitely I didn't realize that. In the table. Yeah. So. No, with that draw and they won today, it's it's getting tough. Yeah. Well. So it know. may if we keep playing like this, it may come down to that game against Birmingham is going to decide who's going to be first and who's going to be second. Yeah. And how I think. You, go ahead, Glenn. I mean. You play a team from the other division, right? If you finish first or second, so you're going to play someone else in the East, right? Like the second right. or third from the other division. Right. Yeah. Right now you got Miami or Charleston or Charlotte. Like those aren't, I don't think either of those are teams that we want at this point, are they? No. Um, <laughs> I'm not too kind of scared of Charleston and Miami because, I mean, they're vulnerable. The only team over there that has really shocked me this year is the Red Bulls. They have They're fell terrible. off significantly. Yeah. I'd say that Charlotte has surprised me a lot, though. I didn't expect them to be good at all. And they, you know, kind of almost in spite of some of the things that they're doing on the, you know, the business side of things or whatever, they're, they've had a really strong season. I mean, I think either one of those teams would really, would really challenge us. It would be a good game. You know, I, um, you know, I don't think that it's anything you could – chalk up as an easy W by any stretch. Right. I mean, who would you rather face? I'm thinking you want to finish in first so you get the fourth place team. Right. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't think either of those teams, especially with the competition we've played, I don't know what the matchup would even be like. I mean. Right. I feel like Yeah, there's no way to know. Right. And with Miami, if we end up with them, it's like playing Louisville City 2.0. I like Miami for the nostalgia. That'd be a tough game. Yeah. Because you're going to have at least three players on that team that's going to take it personal. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure I agree. You know, I, I don't think, you know, Paco, I know, didn't get along with uh, 
some folks uh, when he left, and I think I don't think that that issue is, exists any anymore. Um, but Speedy, you know, I don't. I I think I think that was amicable enough. I mean, it, you know, I don't think he has any hard feelings or anything like that. And that and he just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. But I hear you there, Herman. I mean, theoretically, you could you could make the argument. Um, yeah, and then they got Richie down there. So yeah, I forgot about Richie, and he's playing, so that's good for him. Yeah. And you want to get up for those kind of games, right? Like that's the kind of game where you want to prove something to a team you're not with anymore, right? Like right. <laughs> I would at least. Yeah. Well, hey guys, that's all I've got tonight. I've got to get moving. All right, Taylor. Uh, well, thanks. I, for I just wanted on. a bit. <laughs> I'll be back soon. We'll see you soon. Right, be good. I'll right. catch you guys. So do we want to move on to, to racing Louisville and, and, and after today's match and kind of discuss yeah. how everything's going there? Or? Oh, there is this an ongoing saga. I mean, I think the team is they're still trying to jail a little bit, but I don't know. Do you think well, the, I mean, the loss of Nadia really affected – how everything's yes. I mean it definitely yeah. feels like it's it's it, been rough since that happened. Yeah, we were and starting to play so much better. Right. It, yeah, and it showed right. today because they Houston took advantage of the, the fact that our midfield is almost non existent. So they played that to their strength. And I mean it makes a difference. You can tell how different the team is without Nadia. So I mean it's just trying to figure out who's gonna be able to fill those shoes and fill that spot. I mean, if you look at so since the last time we spoke, we played uh, we played on a Sunday. We played Houston Dash. We lost one nothing. We drew one one with OL Rain at home, which I thought was a really good. That's a draw yeah. that kind of felt like a win because that was a team that was playing really well, and we played well yeah. against them to to earn that draw. And then on on September 11th, you go to Orlando and you lose uh, three to one. And then National at tragedy. home, at home you lose uh, you lose four nothing to. To Houston, who's just above you in the table, right? Like, so right. a team that should have been a close game, right? Like on yeah. paper, I still yeah, think. And, we and we've always played Houston close. It's never been this bad, but it's like now we have that big hole in the middle of the park now um, because of Nadia being gone. And I mean, me personally, I can say for myself, I'm still not happy with how things went down in Orlando because. If you look at Orlando's record, they have pretty much taken out. It's like they're marksmen, and their coach tell them to take out certain players. And they've been doing that to a lot of players this season. It's like the league doesn't even care. Because you look at that tackle, that should have been more than a yellow card. That should have been a red. Yeah, I think those are tough, though, in the in the moment for refs. Like, I mean, the refs struggle enough with offside and out of bounds and things like that. Like, those tackles are very tough for them to make calls. So, especially when they happen in real time, they're not very uh, good at that, I have noticed. Right. They never but have been. That, that falls <laughs> also on the league because you look at when we played Orlando when they came here. One of their players got a scratch on her leg and she cried to the league. They went back and they suspended our player. But they didn't even acknowledge or even go back and even try to address that or look at the fact that Orlando has been pretty much targeting players all season. And it's not just us complaining about it. It's other teams. But I guess since they're one of the darlings of the 
NWSL, they don't care what they do. Are they really a darling of the NWSL? I mean, they're a mid-table team. I mean, they are. Everyone knows that is control that league. That's Portland, Orlando, and Gotham. Gotham's just above us, aren't they? They're not like a great team this year either. No, they're carrying on. Of uh, (laughs) well, being being not super awesome. Hey, they have they have good players though, right? Like, there's a lot of good players on those teams. Like, they should be winning should be winning more games I, I felt like today was uh almost it was very difficult to watch there were a lot of easy turnovers in our end it just felt like simple mistakes really got to us today like right. like well really it's crazy. the fact of they know we once it get to the back line we have no one besides savannah really to move the ball because now you don't have nadia so they were pretty much triple teaming savannah and cutting her out and just pressuring the rest of the, the back line and it was just simple bad passes that led to turnovers which led to goals i will say that the bad passes were a, a weakness of both teams and it seemed like there were a yeah. lot of like in the midfield the ball was not being played necessarily very crisply that was just a uh, if the, there's something up with the field maybe it was too wet from the watering it or something it just seemed odd right like yeah, it seemed it, like there were a lot of but, off-target passes Maybe it's just that three o'clock sun. I don't know. <laughs> Casting all those weird shadows on the pitch. Right. But I don't know. But it seemed like they, it was a game of, like you say, of mistakes. It's just that Houston took more advantage of the mistakes than we did. And we only have five games left and two at home. Right. You got, you got one Friday night, which, by the way, isn't there some kind of ticket promo going on for Friday night for you to come out? Uh no, I think it's the new electronic tickets that the team are releasing. I'm not sure. I have to look that up and see. I think there might be a ticket promo. You should go on the team's website, check it out. I think there might be a promo to get yourself a, an inexpensive ticket to get in on a Friday night. And then you have yeah. Saturday, you got the Taco Fest, right, at the stadium at Lynn. Yep. And then Sunday, you got the Lou City match, so it's a big deal. This is going to be a big, fun weekend. So you, we started out Friday night with a win so we can celebrate at Taco Fest, right? That's what right. we need, right? We need three. Right. Plus, if we want think... any any chance of making the playoffs, we need three on Saturday or, or Friday night, right? Like, I mean. Uh, yeah. At this point, every game is a must win. Yeah, that's 15 points. It'll put you in close with the people who are in the middle of the, of the table if they were all similar situations, if they were able to win. So we definitely need everything we can get. And we, I, yeah. I mean, the more people that come out, the more noise we can make try to cheer on the team maybe and, and push them forward to that victory yeah but i think i think they're going to be okay i mean this is the first year so i mean it's to be expected and we're still a very young team but i think in the off season we're definitely gonna to have to try to look at someone to try to feel that that midfield we have to recruit some kind of more veteran presence in the midfield I mean, who's available? Like, is there anybody who's out there that, like, Herman, when you're looking at the league, is there somebody, like, who's your dream mid- midfielder who's going to fill that role and distribute that ball for us? Like, is there somebody you guys see out there that you think would be perfect fit for us? Not really. I mean, I really can't think of anyone off the top of my head that really stands out. But, I mean, that's that's a, a, a field, though. We had to reach out to field, though, and see – 
he usually keeps us up on what players are able to fill what positions. And I mean, we have a really tough schedule going into the close, by the way. We play Gotham Friday night, and then Wednesday we have North Carolina at North Carolina, and then that next Saturday we have Washington at Washington, and then the Saturday, the 16th, we're back home with Orlando, and then our final game is on uh, Halloween in New York. So it's not an easy schedule to win out. It's definitely going to be a test. I, I feel no, like we have the talent but- to do it. Hopefully that Washington game, we'll get a forfeit like everybody else's. They seem to have <laughs> everything in the world going wrong over there. Well, I mean, yeah, that's we'll be the first game now. back. And they'll be hungry. <laughs> I mean, they're, even their supporters group was like, uh, yeah, we're not even going to even cheer the team until the ownership is gone. I'm like, that's pretty bad. But, yeah. hey, what's the NWSL without drama, right? There you go. I mean, and they're in six. So they're the final playoff spot right now. Right. So we could definitely, I mean, if we were able to win out, say we win four of those, we're going to be right in contention with the the last playoff spots. We'd be right on the verge of making the playoffs. And what does the top six make the playoffs? Yeah. And even if you can get a playoff game, right? Like you don't necessarily have to get a winnable game. Like, cause you just need to win one is what I've learned from Louisville city. Like, we didn't always have to be the number one seed. We just needed nope. to be in the tournament. Right. Get the ball rolling. Yeah, that's all you need to win that tournament is to be in it, right? Like, so right. we managed to win, you know, pick up 12 points, say, out of 15, right? And we get in that sixth place and we play Portland or, or Oil Rain on the road. And we go in there with some uh, enthusiasm. I mean, I think big bun energy. Possible. Right. Yeah. A lot of big bun energy. <laughs> I mean, at this point... A playoff, just a playoff berth for us would be just like winning the NWSL title to us because, I mean, it's our first year, and this has been a learning curve and such an up-and-down season until, I mean, when you're an expansion team, you're not even expected to really even make any noise or do the thing. You're just expected to be in last place, last place, last place, and that's it. So what's, I mean, say... If I had a time machine and I go back, Herman, what do you think? How, how's this team going to finish? What would you have said back then, do you think? Um, I don't know. But it's one what thing I, we can say, we're not in last. So, I mean, that's an accomplishment right in itself. <laughs> what about you, Patrick? Like, when you in the beginning of the season, what did you think about the club? Like, where did you think we were finished? How do you think... I mean, being an optimist and really not knowing what the heck I'm talking about, I honestly probably would have said third, fourth. Like, I would have expected us to be higher up in the table. But, again, because I'm an optimist and don't know what I'm talking about. Right. Now, and at this point, I don't think I would want to have a time machine to go back in time because if I did, I would probably go back to the day <laughs> that the team was announced and be like, don't do it. Too toxic. <laughs> <laughs> wait for the uslw league right I, I think this is the right move and i think that nah, you know you know the team isn't it, it it feels like some of the issues we have are probably from some of the other things that have happened throughout the season i'd say right like there's other things yeah. that have happened that we're not privy to that have happened inside the club tough to come back from and then you have a, a one of your best players take a really serious injury and is going to miss mm-hmm. some time right right when but, the team was starting to gel with her yeah Exactly, yep. and I think everything was starting to 
finally come together. Um, and there were a lot of changes there. So I feel like even if we don't finish in the playoff spot, I think we've done good enough to like grow a little bit more of the fan base. Because I feel like even though today was not a great game, it wasn't like people were streaming out of the stadium. Right. right? Like I've definitely been at like football games for colleges in the area where like the games are out of hand and people just stream at halftime. We'll just leave. Nobody left at halftime when we were down 2 nothing. People stayed mostly no. to the end of the game to see what was going to happen. And I, I feel like... Just waiting for that one. You're, you're building a good fan base, right? Right. And I mean, hey, let's give the team credit. Louder Than Life is going on this weekend. Metallica, Metallica is playing at the fairgrounds, and you oh, still had a crowd at the game. I mean, so, hey, it was either racing or Metallica. They chose racing. So, I mean, that right there is a, it shows that you have a fan base. Right. I, I think they've done a good job, and I think they've – so I make a criticism. My biggest cri- criticism this year would be the lack of coverage outside of people who are fans, I feel. I feel yeah. like the information isn't as readily – I feel like Louisville City, when we came in, we got the TV deal. They put it on TV locally. So people could mm-hmm. watch it and get into the team. And I think you were able to grow the fan base that way. It's I think an that's, NWSL issue, isn't it, though? Yeah. You're right. We have to get yeah. clearance from the league yeah. to play it on, on something other than Paramount Plus or, or Twitch. 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 I'm oh, like, so. which really brings up another point. And I was like, you made us pay for Paramount Plus, but then most of the stuff is on Twitch. Free. Yeah. Right. Free. So, I mean, make up your mind. Because, I mean, a lot of people, let's, I mean, let's face it. A lot of people out there are not going to sit down on a computer trying to figure out what Twitch is. <laughs> and then when you do get on Twitch, you have to do it. If you don't type the information in right or do a good search, you can't even find it on the website. All right. So my problem with Twitch is I watch all of my TV through Roku's. There's a Roku on all of our TVs. That's what I use to watch right. TV. And they don't have, Twitch isn't on Roku, that- so... No, it's not even an app. So I'm like, pick at least something. At least Paramount that's Plus universal, is an yeah. app. Yeah, that everyone's right. going right. to have on their Roku, right? Like, Or on your TV even. Like, That's something that's going to eventually be on your smart TV. Yeah, I mean, so, the only but way even we on your smart watch- TV, you have to go and download Twitch. So I'm like, I, I, am I going to really want to go through all of this? No. So, I mean, I mean is it so is the league's rule? That we have to go through Paramount Plus and CBS, right? The league, their rights are owned right. by CBS. Right, somewhere, yeah. But so but ninety, but seventy five percent of the games are on Twitch. But how? So is there a way we could partner with local CBS to get them to air matches for us? Like, is that even a possibility with the league? I don't hate you, the idea. The, I don't know though. No, the MWFL controls all those TV rights and everything else. But the USL controls our TV rights for Loose City, right? And we found a way to make a TV deal where we can get them played on local television. And I think that there was more local access and exposure, especially for the... You're bringing in some of the biggest players in the world right now, right? right? Like, I mean... Right, but, that may, but, but here's the difference. You're talking about the difference between the USL and the NWSL. I mean, that's like comparing apples to oranges. One league knows what they're doing. The other league is so toxic and keep poisoning themselves until they keep making the same mistakes and not learning from them. Well, I'm going to try to stay away from saying anything negative about the league, but I will say <laughs> they definitely need to look into, you know, a way to get 
because I think it will help grow. I mean, personally, when I see that number on the board, I think it should be 10 to 12, right? This should be full houses to see right. games like that. Like, even in an effort like today's where lose, there should have been 10 to 12,000 people in that stadium. This is, these are world-class players that are coming to Louisville to play soccer. Like, these are the best players in the world, right? There's like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, anytime the best players in the world were somewhere I could easily go to, I definitely would want to go, wouldn't you? Like, I would, but I think, and I'm going to stop trying to harp on the lead, but from <laughs> the feeling I'm getting from a lot of fans is they're not a fan of the lead because of how much bad publicity and everybody is, is like the, I put it this way, like some people say the honeymoon phase is over. And people, the culture here in this city, especially in this city, is a lot different from other cities. We don't deal with toxic. Once we see that you're toxic, this fan base and people around here tend to just stay away from it. That's why you see so much on the men's side, and yet you don't on the other. There's a really bad joke about... I'm sorry. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) they... But, I mean, I think that the league needs to do something to, to increase that exposure in our area. But that helped Lou City a lot, like the men's side of things mm-hmm. and i feel like it will help our nwsl club get into that you know get outside of the the people that are already into it right porters are already going to come no matter what right like because we love right. the beautiful game we want to watch them play and we know that these are the world-class players right that they're bringing in the best players in the world to come play in your city like so you need to get those people who are casuals to come out and, and enjoy the games and get hooked like everybody else is. But you're not going to do that on Twitch. No. You might on CBS, though. Yeah, CBS I mean, you will. I mean, that's a good I mean, point. I mean, with uh, the league already having to deal with CBS, obviously, through Paramount+, Plus, you would think it might make it a little bit easier if we try our local CBS station. I don't know, because there has to be some type of intertwinedity. That's not a word I know, but... <laughs> There's got to be um, affiliation, right, with the local CBS stations. And, the, and I know that they have, like, you know, the satellite, there's the multiple different, CBS has different channels, kind of like we're, on, we're not on the, the Fox channel, all right? We're on the, the MYO side of their station. Right. So we could be on one of the other, you know, CBS stations. Right. I, think, I mean, the same way with the, e, with the USL having the ESPN deal. Hmm. You know, they have all these different brands, so they just show the games on different brands. Right. And I mean, we're we're on ESPN two for Lucidia's on mm-hmm. the third, right? It's a big deal to be on ESPN two for like right. Just, and that's that's when they knew it would normally air like an MLS game. Like we're taking away America's number one quote unquote league, right? Quote. We're taking time away from them so they can play a USL game. We're supposed to be the the second level below MLS. And that's typically yeah, I mean, like Saturday, Sunday I mean, when they air MLS games. That's just like asking if you'd rather watch FC Cincinnati or Louisville. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have a pretty biased <laughs> opinion about that, Herman. So <laughs> no one wants to watch FC Cincinnati, right? Right. right. Watch your team lose. <laughs> right. You want to watch something at least competitive. Right. You wow. might have a chance of winning. Right. <laughs> but they have had some struggles, haven't they? <laughs> 
hey, be careful. The women's what you team ask for. have scored one less goal in their new stadium than they have. I heard that rumor. <laughs> one less. It, it's. I really. I've heard that it's really nice. The stadium is actually really nice. I they did hear a really that. Good job. Yeah. Anybody who went that women's game that I talked to said the stadium is really nice, and they did a great job. I think our stadium is nice. I think we have one minor issue with the sun. <laughs> but other than that, it's a really I nice mean, stadium. Do we, do we really want to say minor? I mean... Okay, so we have an issue with the surface of the sun being in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, right. literally standing behind us. But, I, I mean, I think our stadium is beautiful. It looks nice from the road. It really it, is. It, it, I mean, and that pitch... Maxing it out to have the largest possible field you could have in there was a genius idea, and you feel like you're like on top of the action everywhere. You and we I'm, now, granted, yeah. I've only been in the supporter section. We have uh, seats that are along the along the uh, shaded side for our season tickets for NWSL games, um, which is really nice because during those hot days, it is really cool over there. And then we sat uh, for the opening match of the USL season. We sat across the way, up above. And like midfield, those seats were amazing. I got to say it was, I mean, there's not a bad seat in the place. I haven't sat anywhere where I was like, man, nah. this is not great. But like my sister nah. came to, the, to one of the matches with us in August. In the first week of August, we went to the Tulsa game. And they were sitting at the far edge of the shaded side uh, stands up top. Mm-hmm. And I went and sat with them for the end of the game. And it was, I mean, the nice part about sitting there was you could actually watch the play develop on the field, which is something that's really hard to do from behind the goal or as low yeah, as we yeah. sit. When you were sitting up there, you could really see like the play develop, the players moving and how everything was moving with the ball. It was really awesome to watch. And then to yell, why aren't you passing it there? He's open. He's open. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a bad seat in the house. No matter where you sit in the stadium is, is like you're in the game. It's just, if you can deal with the sun for a little while. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, is everybody happy with the NWSL? Like, I, I feel like the, I'm happy we have the team. I'm glad we have the team. And I think it's only going to get better from here. I mean, we have a, we're going to draft. We're going to be at the top of the draft this year, right? Which is supposed to be the best draft in the history of the league, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's if the, so, player, if the good players don't choose to go overseas. Because, I mean, the league doesn't have a great reputation right now let's be honest but still i mean if you're able to get some decent players and fill the say if we're able to find somebody to play in that midfield right to find someone who we can plug in and and you know attach that play from our back line to 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 salmon or to you know um i forget who's playing up there earlier in the day before she came on oh why am i drawing a blank but anyway if you can get Uh, somebody yes exactly connect the back line to our attackers who can run that midfield? I mean, if we're able to draft somebody in the midfield, and we have a if we're team, able to draft somebody in the midfield, we're going to be a dangerous team. I feel like we should trade everything for Rose. You think so? Why not? <laughs> you think? I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we have a we have a really good keeper, right? I mean, oh, for sure, we have a pretty oh, yeah. solid back line for the most part. I do feel like the midfield is a little lacking. We have good t- attacking players. I think once we put it all together and we get those few pieces that we need, I think we'll be in good shape. I, I've enjoyed watching the games. I mean, today wasn't great. It was a little disappointing to watch, I think. But that's because I'm a fan of the team, right? Like, right. And I want right. to see them win. And when they don't win, it's disappointing. But I also understand that they've gone through a lot of changes and, and things are 
things are coming back together, right? Like, because it's difficult to go through all the upheaval we've had in the team and then right. not have some issues. They never. I mean, the, only, the biggest hurdle that we're going to have right now is we talk about players and keeping players, but first we have to try to locate another coach. Because is there the somebody coach, out there you want, Herman? Um... I would love to have the old coach of the, the women's U.S. national team, <laughs> but I mean, that's not. Is that happen. in our budget? I don't know if it's in our budget, but you know, <laughs> one can hope. I mean, there's got to be somebody out there that's going to be good for our team and and help grow the players, right? Because we're going to need somebody who's going to be able to mold young talent and help grow a team, right? Right, and that's going to be an important part. And you have to find somebody that can look at the group of players we got and figure out what system works best for them. Because, I mean, right now they're used to kind of one system, so you have to bring in another coach that has to try to find players that kind of work around that system or figure out who he wants to build the team around. Because I think going into this year, our team really was built around – Savannah. So I think that if, if I'm James O'Connor and I'm looking for a coach, I'm looking for somebody who's going to take the team I have and make them better. Like, that's what I'm going to look for. Right. I'm not going to look for somebody who has a different style where I have to try and figure out players to fill his style or her style. I'm going to look for somebody who fits my team that I have now. He's going to be able to take my players and make them a better team. That, I mean, that's what I would look for. I mean, I mean that's what they did right. with Hackworth. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. Kind of exactly. Act- but I mean, the difference with the NWSL, it seems like each team is just recycling coaches. It's like playing musical chairs. Where, where are you going to stop this time? It's like it's the same coaches just rotating from team to team to team. So maybe somebody fresh, new face. I mean, right. what, what do you think about? I mean, so we have two coaches, right, that basically came from within our system. Right. We have right. one at Lucidity and, and one at racing. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you think that those guys get a chance at a full season with the team or do you think we need to find somebody else? Like, I think Danny, think I think Danny or? is Danny has already proven himself. I think he's a shoe in to get right. that, that head coaching job on the men's side. I the women's Mario's, side is I don't I really think, think Mario really wants to, to do with that. I think because he's more of an academy type. He's more of a developing the youth type coach. I think that's more of Mario style. Does he still so, have those responsibilities right now? Yes. Yeah, he still does. So he's still he, so he's realistically not the coach. Then he's a coach. No, because Mario guy. is running the academy for the men and the women. So he's wearing a lot of different hats right now. Yep. That's got to be right. a, a difficult job to not only manage an academy, but then coach a team. Like, right. That can't be easy. Right. I mean, he was, and then, I mean, you look at it, we still have a U 23 team that hasn't hit the field yet. That has to still be prepared. Do they have a coach there? Who's that coach? I think Mario was going to try to fill in for that. one Also. (laughs) Sounds like we need some coaches. I mean, we got some, I mean, but they're still playing right now, other than Luke. I mean, so who do you think do we do we have anybody who's going to retire and coach? 
I mean, let's face it. Once a player comes here, most of the time they want to stay here. Now, that's been so far the case with Low City, Low City right? We haven't proven right. that's the case yet with racing. We have still have time to d- develop that. But with Low City, we've definitely proven that people want to stay, right? Like the t- players that come in, they want to be part of this system because we've built a culture, right? Like, right. And I think racing is going to be the same way because, I mean, let's face it. We came into the NWSL and we upgraded the league. We've had the best facilities for players, and it's what the players have been asking for, and it's been provided for them. And don't think that word is not spreading. I mean, look at Kansas City. They finally stepped up to the plate was like, okay, yeah, we need to get on another level. Because like you say, these are the best players in the world, but they have not had the best amenities. I mean, let's face it, they've been neglected. And I think that was our part of our team, at least, has been, right, we treated this like a world-class situation, right? We built a world-class stadium, a world-class practice facility. Like, we're building everything to try and bring and be the best of whatever league we're in, right? Like, that's the ultimate goal here, is to be the best, right? Like Right. And, I mean, we still have better facilities than probably half of the MLS teams, too. Oh, well, somebody said something about our, our academy program on the men's side is rate number five in the country or something or number six. Yeah. So we're yeah. rated really high in the country. In the first in the first year of the academy. That's that's crazy to think about because all those MLS teams, right? Most of them have had academies from their For years, inception. Yeah. Yep. They have. But that also shows what a lot of people have already known about this area that Louisville is a soccer hotbed. The talent has always been here. They just haven't had the stage to display that talent on. Now they do, which is why also I'm hoping that um, we get a Super League or W League team because we have a lot of young ladies in this area that are just as good and they need that outlet and platform also so that we can also develop players of our own to keep here in Louisville. So what's the USL's rule going to be on that? Because I know the USL right now, right, we're trying to get away from MLS two teams. Are they going to want NWSL two teams or are they going to want teams that are... Yeah, I don't know. Well, with them billing, with them just billing it up i think it's gonna be kind of that way but that doesn't mean that it has to be racing too we can go and use the same branding and and call it louisville city football club women team no no we can't do that <laughs> no that's a terrible name <laughs> so i mean where i mean i know that hartford got one of those w league cities like independent cities that have gotten the teams right so right. they look for cities first that don't have a team and try to expand the market there and try to be in those league markets where nwsl hasn't be competitive like, are they so. trying to do something similar what they're doing with mls like i feel like right now usl's goal is to compete with mls right like the league goal is to be the number one actually in the united states and then right, create then, your own pro rel and it's not going to take much because they're already putting the pieces in place. You have more teams in the USL, and once they start this pro rail model, it's going to be damaging to the MLS. And I mean, I mean they, they were smart about it. You, they're going into these smaller markets, these 
pockets where you have a fan base that the MLS is just like, eh. Not yet, right? Like, there are right. places where MLS has been like, we'll, we'll expand there. So Right, but it's going to be too late because once pe- the USL get there, most markets only want USL. That's just like us. We don't want MLS. I just want. We don't need MLS. Team. You just want a team, right? Like, I mean, I don't. Right. To me personally, like, I don't care what league we're going to play in. As long as we're feeling right. a good team and, like, we're playing a, a really good brand of, of soccer on the pitch, like, I don't care what league we play in. Right. I feel like and the USL league is the best league for us because I feel like they're trying to make their league better. I feel like MLS is a very stagnant league and they're, other than them trying to move players around and keep parity or whatever by. Right, the league control contracts and things like that. I don't think there's a lot. There's no development going on there, right? It's not. Doesn't feel like it's getting better. It's not because USL is getting better. The USL is all about the fan experience. The MLS is all about. Oh, you just a dollar sign. That's it. You're not a fan. You're not a person. You're just a dollar sign. I mean, they have big contracts, so they got to pay for those somehow, Herman. I. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they do. But, I mean, you still got to have – think about the fans some kind of way. I mean, they have no connection to the players like we do. We can go out and, you know, the players come over and you can talk with them and do all that. And it's like you uh, – nothing when it comes to MLS. It's like, well, Garber says, just go. I think it depends on the team. I think there are teams out there that have a better uh, affiliation with their supporters groups who are more connected a better relationship I want to say over the years with their supporters groups so they have a little bit more I, I feel like we're, we're making like the league is Cincinnati when realistically it's, it's, it's not right like and there I mean they, there certainly isn't going to be the access that we're going to have right like it's just a different when you're in a different order to have access to people right like it, it just doesn't work the same way like when you get to that next, it's like when you go to a major league baseball game or you go to a, a professional NFL football game, right? Like the college guys are going to sign your programs after a, a college football game, right? Right. But like the NFL guys, if 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 they have time, maybe they'll sign a program or two, or maybe they'll like walk out of the locker room and wave to you if you're lucky. Right. Not, they're not at a point in where they have to do that, right? And that's the same way the MLS is, right? With those guys, huge money on those big contracts, they don't have to necessarily be interacting with the fans and it shows, but there are some teams I feel like I I can remember in the early two thousands going to see DC United matches. And I can remember the fans connecting with their players pretty well and them signing a lot of things and being similar to how Louisville city is now. Granted, this is going 20 years ago, but (laughs) it was, it was, it was a positive experience. I'll just put it that way. And the fans were very, uh, it felt like the fans were very tightly knit with the club, similar to how Louisville City is. I feel like our fan base is very tightly knit with our team. Right. Would you guys not agree with that? Like, Oh, yeah. But it shows I- also in the attendance of a lot of those games. You can tell what teams actually try to build something with their fan base because, let's face it, if you don't have a fan base and you're not selling no tickets, what's, what are you going to do? I mean, in MLS, the league's going to help you pay for everything, right? Isn't that how that league works? Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to help you pay for everything, but how is that really a sustainable model? 
If you're not, not, if you're losing fan base. Well, and I think that's what the, the, the promotion relegation and also like all the things that USL wants to do, right? They want to try to switch the season to par- partner with European teams. So mm-hmm. you're getting European players to come to the United States. They're doing things to try and be that casual fan, right? Right. And give them a good experience and make them want to come back. I feel like the MLS is not always, they miss that picture, right? They have their core fan base they think that's going to carry them, and they don't always, they're always looking for ways to increase the fan base. I feel like USL has done a really good job trying to keep it interesting and try to grow their fan base because they know they're still, they're still growing, right? They're still being there. Right. Comparatively speaking to MLS, they're not as established of a, of a league, right, at this point? Like, no. And I mean, let's face it. The Europeans and people around the world look at the MLS as the retirement league. It does get that. It, it does get that. Uh, that stigma to it. I will say that there's like you, you can find small cases of where that's not necessarily the case. Like Al Marone started with Atlanta United and he ended up in Europe. There's a handful of players that have come through MLS that have ended up in Europe. But it does seem like it's the other way around, where you're at the end of your career, you come play, and then you go to the MLS. Because, I mean, most of our prestigious players, the European teams are coming over here, snatching them up early. And leave. look at, I mean, look at Jogo. Yeah, he's 16. I mean, and he's going right. to play in Spain. He's, he's 18. Right. Is he 18? Yeah, Sorry. he's 18 now. <laughs> but, I he's mean, <laughs> that's talent. That's good talent that should have stayed here in this country to try to help better the soccer here. And, I mean... You even go back to, and I'm kind of like, I don't understand what's going on with the national team because he should have been capped. That's one player that plays a position that we desperately need on the U.S. national team. And at this point, he's pretty much just going to end up in Mexico because they realize it and they keep capping him. And, I mean, isn't eventually he's going to be capped and he's not going to be able to play for us anymore, right? Like, eventually that's going right. to happen. Like, once you start... I don't know. I I understand you got to make money while you can, right? As a as a professional soccer player, when you when you right. get a chance to make that money, you got to make that money. But it would be nice if we were able to find ways to keep those players, or even find a way. You know, maybe if they sign him to a contract, but he stays with us, like you know, a partnership. So you find European right. club as their talent develops, your league where you can develop and grow the talent that's going to be at the next level. Instead of a league where the talent comes when they're done and they just want to do a victory lap, right? It's it's their farewell, their farewell too, as I call it. I mean, some <laughs> of them have been pretty lengthy, so yeah. But I mean, look what the look. I mean, look what you had like the galaxy did. I mean, come on, come on. I mean, they've had some. What Ibrahimovic was there? They had right. Know, I mean, had some who would have dreamed he would have came over to play in the MLS? Chicharito's there. I mean, be honest. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they signed some pretty awesome players at the twilight of their career. Oh, Ibrahimovic wasn't really at the twilight, but he was a really good signing for them. Right, it was fun I mean, to watch. He is. Then you look at what DC United had. Uh, I forget what's his name. Uh, Wayne Rooney. Yeah, Wayne Rooney. That was pretty Before much just halfway. Uh, a farewell tour for him. I mean, he's now, isn't he? He's coaching at Derby, I believe, uh, in, in your England. And he played a little bit after he left there as well. He played for, he was a player coach or whatever. But, I mean, 
still, he was definitely not here to to make that team. Uh, no, he, he, he was, was here <laughs> just to, for them to save to sell tickets, pretty much. Collect that I, money, sell shirts, right? Like, I mean, that's what right. they do. That's I mean, it. I, but... I, I have one in my closet. I mean, when Wayne Rooney signed with UC United, <laughs> I was like, I gotta have one of those. Right, but I mean, it's sad that you have this league, but they they're on like a different level from the rest of the world. And the only way we're I can see that we're kind of even with the world is on the women's side. I think we're sure. actually ahead mostly on the women's side. I, I think we have probably one of the best developmental. Uh, yeah, we do as far the, as I mean, leagues, but I mean, let's face it, the rest of the world and kind of. As far as leagues go, they have caught up with us. But as far as the way we develop players in this country, I think we're far ahead of them still. And we're still able to develop the, the, our women's players much better than any other country at this point. Yeah, think, we do. Which is like, how I think Ebony ended up over here. Because, I mean, she's a, she's a, a lethal player. But like they told her, she needed to come over here and play so that she can really get challenged and get more of a challenge and be developed more. Yeah, I think that's one of the good things we have going for us is we do develop our women's players much better currently than most of the rest of the world. So we are. Yeah. And so you are going to lose some of your talent, right? Like because there's now with those leagues trying to level out with us, they're going to want some of our elite players. But right. if you're developing the best players in the world, every league's going to want them, right? Like, right. That's how it works. And they're killing us in they're killing us in the money department. So we're gonna have to do something soon because I mean, players having to come over here. Yes, it's the best league, but I mean, you have to go to practice and then go try to work a full time job just to make a living. That's that's not gonna work. You got to find a way to incentivize it. Then you got to find a way to get your talented players to stay in your country and play in your league, and to incentivize them to stay. Make it worth right. their while. Make it so they want to play in your league in your in their home country. Right. So, I don't know if that's you know we're gonna have to pay them more or what. No, obviously we have to pay them equal pay at least to what we're paying the men. Right. I mean. Right. I mean, it's, it's past time for that. I mean, these women go out and they lay it out on the line. And they're tired. You're paying for world-class entertainment. But when they get through doing this world-class entertainment, it's like, okay, well, now I got to go to my, my night job. Because even though I just put in a, a, a strong shift over here, if I don't go work this, then I don't have money to really pay all my bills. Mm. All right, guys. I don't want to cut everybody short. But we got about a minute before we have to wrap up. Um, okay. We only get 60 minutes on the free trial, and I don't know what happens when we get to 60 uh, minutes in one second so <laughs> i think it electrocutes us all so we better get to the end of this <laughs> right <laughs> well uh, real quick herman do you have anything is there anything going on with the coopers anything we need to let the the fans know about the supporters know about or um we do have the scarf contest going on so get those ideas in keep checking the coopers page uh let's get ready for next year everyone that renewed this year thank you and i hope everyone renews again for next year so get those scarf ideas in. Any Patrick, you got anything for us? Love every one of you. That's it. Just love you. All right. And let us know what you think about the new podcast with the video and all that. I mean, it's... We're not going to release video yet, but it's fine. No. We're, Wait. It's, right. it's, it's, it might be up and coming. I didn't get yeah. to put my face on tonight, so yeah. video. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys spending, Taylor, for spending Saturday night. 
Herman, thank you very much for coming out. Patrick, thanks, as always, for uh, making this all possible through the magic of the interweb. I don't know how you do that, like some kind of wizard. But, uh, right. And vamos, Morados. Come on, city. Let's go racing. Sure. Have a good one.